As a young teen, Mary became a follower of Jesus after reading Focus on the Family's Brio magazine. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't have that. I'd really like to know what that's about. And so it was, it was an inward decision right there that I made in my room after reading you know, this article in the Brio magazine that I want to have that kind of walk with God that this girl is talking about. For 30 years, we've helped Mary grow in her faith. We've strengthened her marriage, and now we're equipping her to be a good mom to her own kids. Like really Focus on the Family has been, and all the, the different resources and individuals, the voices of Focus on the Family, it's really been a mentor to me, to my family, um, and just it's cool to see the legacy. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Mary's every month. Please call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. One of the best things you can ever pray for your children is that they'll follow God. And uh, I haven't done it quite so much, but I used to have kind of a daily prayer walk. And on nice days, I'd walk around the Focus on the Family campus, I'd have a little verse from Scripture that I would read about uh, God producing the fruit of the Spirit in my kids or uh, giving them a heart that yearns as the deer pants for the streams, yearns for God. Um, That was a rich experience. And even as I say this, Danny, I'm thinking, I should bring that back. I should do that more often. You know, even when parenting feels overwhelming, we have to stand on the truth of God's Word and his heart for our children. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta. He has a wealth of counseling advice. He runs our parenting team here at the ministry, and we're going to kick off today with a clip featuring Heidi St. John. She is a speaker and author who shares very candidly about how God has helped her even when she felt discouraged about the journey of raising kids. And uh, Heidi talked with Jim Daly and me about leaning on God during life's battles. Heidi, you point to Zephaniah 317. We don't get a lot of people quoting Zephaniah. I can't remember the last time. And it starts with Z, but it's not the last book in the Bible. (laughs) But uh, how do moms derive something out of Zephaniah 317? Break it down. Well, the verse is that the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Hmm. There's not a mom I know who can't relate to that. And so in the book, I sort of personalized it for moms. I said to the mom who feels abandoned, God says, I'm living among you. There are a lot of moms listening to this who maybe grew up like me and felt abandoned. I felt abandoned by my own uh, relationship with my father. It was very, I I, I always tell people that when I got married at 19 years old, I was about as broken as a 19 year old girl could be. Hmm. I didn't know the first thing about motherhood. I thought I'll never be a good mother. And the Lord, through his word, that's how he works, right? So tenderly through his word has been showing me, you feel abandoned? I've never abandoned. I'm living among you. To the mom who feels battle-worn, God says, I am your mighty Savior. So if you feel worn out from this right now, God's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up. When you feel like I can't do this for one more moment, uh, I'm, I'm going to help you. To the mom who's wondering if God is enough, the Bible says it right here, I delight in you. I delight in you. He didn't say, if you get this thing right, if you be sure and give your kids, you know, three balanced meals every day and you don't and you don't miss a, a stop, it's fine. He says, no, I delight in you. When you're afraid, God says, lean into me. I'm going to quiet you with my love. I can't think of a mom who doesn't need to hear that, mm-hmm. that his love is what uh, ultimately brings that healing. And he loves you. And bad days don't make bad moms. And I think moms need to hear that. We all have, we all have bad days. We all have moments when we, and maybe even seasons 
when you just feel like, well, that six months was a huge waste. You know, right. I, went, I went down the, the wrong road or maybe um, I, like me, maybe we bought into this idea that if I just read this book and do it just right, everything will be right. Then when your kid doesn't do the thing, right, you feel like, why, why am I even trying? Uh, but I met a mom uh, recently. I met, I met a mother and I was talking about the importance of recognizing our place on the battlefield, right? The, the Bible says in Psalms that our children have been given to us like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So listen, listen to me, mama. You know what that makes you? It makes you a warrior. It makes you a warrior. You have to be a warrior to raise children in the culture right now. Mm-hmm. And so this mom came back to me after I spoke. Uh, it was a three-day event. On the second day, at the end of the day, she came up and she said, I'd given up on my child. She said, I, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Uh, her dad and I are divorced, and she doesn't want to come home, and she's belligerent, right. and she's angry. And I finally said, you know what? It's okay. She said, I want to go live with my friends for a while. So her mom said, that's fine. Go do it. She said, as I thought of myself as a warrior, and this is my arrow. That arrow does not belong to your neighbors. That's the arrow God gave to you. She said, I called my daughter up at her friend's house, and I said, I love you, and I'm coming to get you. I'm coming over there right now. And her daughter was like, nope, I don't want you coming. She said, no, I'm coming. And I'm bringing a milkshake. And I'm bringing whatever else you want. And we're going to talk about this thing. She said, I brought my daughter home, you know, angry and depressed. She said, Heidi, uh, the Lord's doing something. He's starting to restore that relationship. And he's doing it because I took my place on the battlefield. Because I remember this, this child is mine to raise. And I need not give up. And I know it's going to be hard because it will be. But it's yeah. worth it. Danny, what Heidi discussed about fighting for our kids is so real. Uh, the culture, it seems, and, and I mean the person behind the culture, the, the enemy of our souls is pushing our kids away from God. How do you encourage moms and dads not to be fearful, even though our kids, we know, are on a daily basis facing some sort of spiritual warfare? Yeah, there's, there are momentums coming towards our kids from a spiritual realm. And I mean, we, we know that from the beginning of when sin came to be, right? You look at the garden and there was a perception that was created by sin. And there was an intentionality from God in the garden to help them see something. And that was at the perceptual level as a battle for the mind of our children. And it's, it is relentless. When you look at social media, and I know many places have already talked about it, but it's real. News peers, teachers, everywhere, really, there are messages being sent to our kids, Mm -hmm. and the battle is within the mind. And you as a parent are the most influential, potentially, in your child's life. And you need to know that. You have a tremendous amount of influence, so utilize it. And I love to look at Colossians 3, 12 to 17, which is the clothing that goes underneath the armor of God. You need to help your children clothe themselves with the new self, the spirit, and then Talk about the armor of God. What's the purpose? The helmet of salvation. That means I'm guarding my mind with the fact that I'm saved. Do I believe that? Do I act as if I believe that? Because that means the victory is won. And then 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 5 and 16. I encourage you guys to read that scripture. That's a word of blessing that I speak to my kids, that Mm. they may be strengthened by Christ's steadfastness. And his love as well. If we have those two things, we will see with perception what we need to see. And if we clothe ourselves with, with the Holy Spirit, we really will be able to see how we can endure the difficult times. Our kids are being fed many messages, and one of them that is very damaging is basically becoming your own God. You've got this. You don't need anyone else. You, uh, you, you, you can claim whatever you want to claim to be, and the identity is very loose 
when really we have this identity as a child of God and we have a specific purpose and a specific invitation, and as a parent, you have the most powerful counter-momentums to sin in God's Word and through your love and intentionality, and we talk about intentionality and the seven traits of effective parenting. We talk about steadfast love. We talk about the idea of adaptability and you as a parent learning how to do that. And we talk about grace and forgiveness and gratitude and the idea of respect and what that looks like. So in the seven traits, we equip you as a parent to be that person in your child's life that brings a counter momentum to that battle in their mind because we know that that's a very real thing and you need to be involved. Excellent. And for those who perhaps are new to the podcast uh, or they don't know much about Focus on the Family, go ahead and just give a broad overview of why the seven traits is such a reliable guide in our parenting. Well, first of all, it's it's biblically based and then it's research based. And what, it, what I've found is that each of those seven traits provide a unique opportunity for you to influence your children through their sensitivity and warmth, which is super important in that relational attachment, and then demandingness and guidance. That's through the boundaries and limits and intentionality where you're guiding them towards a direction and you're providing the no's that need to be put in place so they become discerning. And also you're providing warmth and connectedness along the way so they connect with you and ultimately a Heavenly Father, and it gives mm. you a balance of those, a roadmap, a plan for you as a parent to follow, and then to be as effective as you can, and the rest is up to your kids. Okay, so the seven traits of effective parenting, we're going to link over to that in the show notes, and uh, of course, we'll link over to Heidi St. John's terrific book, Becoming Mom Strong, which we're making available today for a donation of any amount supporting the work of Focus on the Family. So contribute as you can, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift and we'll make sure to send that book to you. Details in the show notes as well. And then um, I'm just thinking back, Danny, uh, I think it was September 9th, just about a month and a week ago, we had a conversation with John Cooper on our Focus on the Family broadcast, and he spoke about the need to stand strong in God's Word. I thought he was compelling, a mm-hmm. uh, great spokesperson for Bring Your yeah. Bible to School Day. And I'm going to encourage you as a listener, if you didn't hear that or watch that, uh, we're going to link over to that broadcast in the show notes as well. Well, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. We'll have more from Heidi next time. For now, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.